0: Hey, uh, Pastor Tom, he's in Oregon. He's uh, doing a men's conference down there. He sent me pictures and he sent me some, which one's the, he sent me some pictures of the men's conference. Over 49 churches showed up, over like 600 guys. Like it's amazing. It's a, he's, he's pumped up right now. So that's cool. Be praying for him and he'll be back next week. Man, what an exciting time here at the church, huh? Man, what a, the video with him talking and the next steps for us as a church, that's exciting. Man, that, and it goes completely along with what we've been talking about at the church, confidence. Man, we're confident that God is moving here in the garden. Man, that God has a plan for us for the Tri-Cities and we are going to fulfill that plan, amen? Amen. Cool. So we're going to be a little bit different this weekend. I'll be preaching tonight, as you can see. Tomorrow, we'll have Todd, he's one of the elders of the church, he'll be speaking, and then second service, we'll have Keith, one of the other elders of the church, and they'll be speaking, and what I'm excited for is it's going to be one topic, but three different perspectives, and, and it's going to be, if I encourage you to be at all three services, because it's going to be life-changing, man, if you can get around other people and see their perspective, they see it a different way than you do, man, it brings victory in different areas of your life, because you're going to be able to see it a way that you never saw it before, Amen? Cool, so we're going to talk about confidence and the source of our confidence. And I believe there's one main source of confidence. It's, it's the biggest source of confidence, that's God. And then the other one that I'm going to talk about is relationships with other people. The people that you put yourself around. The people that are surrounded by you, that you specifically are surrounded by. That's the source of confidence for you guys. So I'm going to get going. We're going to talk, number one, about God. We're going to talk about, hey, God is our, uh, is our source of confidence. And I want to start in 1 Peter 1, 3. And here's what it says. It says, all praise to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Hey, that's exciting right there. God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You know what that means? We won. Hey, we prevailed. God did his part. We, we are on the winning team. And the coolest line says, Now we live with great expectation. Hey, now we live with a great expectation. Hey, I expect God to prevail in my life every single time without fail. Man, that's a promise of God that every single time, no matter what circumstance I'm going through, God's going to prevail in my life. God's bigger in my life than my circumstances. Hey, great expectation, expectation that God's going to prevail for me. The Bible says that a confident expectation is the anchor of my soul. You guys, confident expectation. We're talking about confidence here. A confident expectation is what's going to anchor my soul. It's confidence that's going to keep you anchored. You guys, confidence in God is what's going to keep you anchored when the storm comes. When things are all going crazy in your life, well, guess what's going to keep you stead, steadfast, strong? Confidence. Man, this is what we got to get a hold of, guys. Confidence is going to keep us from your soul from going haywire. Man, your emotions. How many know when, when, when circumstances come up in your life, sometimes your emotions begin to flare up and you begin to react in ways you shouldn't react? Or, or your thoughts, your thoughts, hey, the Bible says that to capture every single thought, make sure it aligns with the Word of God. When circumstances and storms come, thoughts come with them. Hey, thoughts even come on their own. And it's our job to make sure that we are capturing them, making sure that they align with the Word of God and making sure that we use the ones that we need and we throw out the ones that we don't need. It's a discipline that we have to use. It's a discipline that you have to start operating in. It's on your part. Hey, it, says, it says God rose Jesus Christ from the dead. He did his part. Now you have to do yours. Hey, now it's in my, the ball's in my court now. I have to make sure that I'm using the discipline to make sure that when these thoughts come, hey, I'm kicking them to the curb if they don't align with the word of God, and I'm holding tight to the ones that do. And then, we, and then it even says, you know, our will. And, that, and that's basically just your thoughts and emotions put together, your decision-making process. When storms come, if you don't have those two in check, man, the, the decisions you make aren't going to be aligned with the word of God aren't going to be aligned with the plans that he has for you. And you have to make sure that. You're hoping him that he will prevail. His character is intact. You know, he hasn't forsaken us. It's going to anchor your soul, your confidence in God. Why? Because we're confident in, in him. Because my confidence is, dwells in God. Does your confidence dwell in God? Yeah. Are you confidently expecting that he's going to prevail in your life every single time? Because if you go through life and you make decisions based off your emotions, you're not confident in God. If you're making decisions based off of, of, of what the world says, you're not confident in God. And God is the source of your confidence. you got to be making sure you're getting in the Word. Amen? And here's what's cool. I think about it at the church. Because I'm confident, because I know who God is and, and my relationship with God is tight, I, I, this, it's why I'm here at the church. It's why I give my time at the church. It's why I give my resources, my money, my, my, myself. I give myself because I'm confident that God's moving in this church. I'm confident that God has a plan for this church. I'm confident that every single time I walk through the doors, someone's life is going to get changed here at the garden. Man, that's what your confidence does. It makes decisions based off of God's word. I come to church here. I'm devoted. I'm, I am here at this church. Why? Because my confidence in God is, is, is on the inside of me. Because God's confidence is on the inside of me. My confidence is bigger than, than my circumstance. Your confidence has to be bigger than your circumstance. Are you there? I don't believe God bankrupt heaven so that we could live a life of clean uh, clean fun, you know. Some people say, "Hey, happy go lucky." I don't think that's why God did that. I think I believe that Jesus was personally murdered on a cross why? Because we could live a life of confidence. Man, he made a way so that I could walk through life in victory. Man, he made a way so that the circumstances that come in my life, because they're coming, the trials, the tribulations, the storms, are coming. He made a way that I could walk through them confidently. Man, he made a way that I don't have to waver back and forth. That when the storms batter up against my boat, I can stay confident. Hey, guys, God did it. One of my favorite verses, he causes everything to work out for my good. Hey, that's where my confidence comes into play. Oh, no, something's happening. Hey, guess what? God makes everything work out for my good. Hey, the divorce papers came. God makes everything work out for my good. Hey, my kids aren't serving God. God makes everything work out for my good. Come on, guys. I think about David, and, and I'm not going to go into the story of David, but David, he ran at Goliath. What does that say? I mean, he ran at Goliath. Man, he was confident. He knew who God was. He knew where he stood. His confidence was, was, was relevant in his life. And he ran at his battle. He ran at his opponent. He ran at his, at his trial. 2 Corinthians 5, 6 says, so we are always confident. It's not a pride thing. And it's not arrogance. It's assurance. A lot of people look at, at oh, confidence, oh, he's just, he's uh, cocky, <laughs> or, or he's, uh, he's prideful, he's arrogant, but that's not what it is. Man, David knew where he's been. David knew he killed a lion, he killed a bear. David knew who his God was, he knew where his confidence was, so he was able to run at it. You know, I see a lot of people, and they, they, they don't make wise decisions, And then they say, oh, it's okay, my God's bigger, or my God's going to take care of me, or I'll be okay, God's going to take care of it. And if he doesn't, well, then that's just not his will. That's arrogance. Man, it's wise decisions. It's the discipline that we need. Then, once we're operating in the discipline, and then our confidence is up, that's called confidence. That's assurance. That's what David walked in. Write this down. Confidence without humility is arrogance. Humility without confidence is weakness. Humility without confidence is weakness. We sing that song here at the church. It says, I will remain confident in this, that I will see the goodness of my God. We, we sing it, you know, I will remain confident in this. And, and, and David is writing the, the Psalms in 27, and he says, I'm going to remain confident. Even then, I will stay confident. And, and you look at the time when David was writing that. He was literally hiding in a cave for his own life. And this is after he killed Goliath. This is after he after he took care of the bear and the lion. This is after he's been anointed to be king. He says, Hey, I'm gonna remain confident in this. I know who my God is. Man, he's hiding in a cave because the king of the time is looking to kill him, to cut his life off, to to end his whoever he's gonna be. He's he's ready to kill him. And he says, You know what? No, I'm gonna remain confident in this. He says, I set my hope on you. Man, I set my hope on you. Where's your hope set? Where's your confidence set? Man, you, sometimes you sh, you, you're going to have to reset your confidence. I need to reset my hope. Man, David, his life is on the line, but he's setting his hope on God. We got to reset our hope. Get it set on God. Romans eight twenty eight through 29, it says that I am confident that, that uh, nothing will separate me from God. We know all things work together for those who call to his purpose according to his will. And it's purpose. Man, we're confident. We know all things. We know that all things work together for good. That's confidence. Man, that's not arrogance. It's not, it's not being cocky. It's confidence. Why? Because God loves us. He has a plan for us. I think about when Joshua sent the spies out to scout the promised land. And they, they stayed with this lady. And she hosted them. And she, she told these spies, she said, listen, the men, the men in the city, their hearts are faint." You know what that means? They lost. When your guys' heart gets faint, you've lost the battle. When, when your confidence is shaken, you've, got, you're, you're, you've lost the game. That's why we have to keep our confidence high. Man, we live by faith and not by sight. And I love that verse. We live by faith and not by sight. And today I was studying and I searched. I, I just Googled the definition of faith. And it meant, I saw it, it says, complete trust or confidence confidence. I looked at sight, and I said, okay, what other words do you describe sight as? And it says perception, perspective, or your standpoint. So you take that verse that we live by faith and not by sight, and hey, I live by confidence and not by my perspective of the current circumstance. I live by confidence and not where I'm standing right now. Not my perspective of where I'm at, not by anybody else's perspective of where I'm at, but I live by my confidence, my confidence in God. That, hey, he's going he's gonna to secure my, my end. That my trust is in God. It doesn't matter what the facts say or what the doctor says. It's our confidence. Amen. You guys, you got to get your confidence up. On paper, it may not make, make sense. You know, on paper, you may not supposed to be here. You may not supposed to win. That's what it says on paper, but it's what our confidence says. It's what the Word of God says. You know, like, on paper, I shouldn't be standing up here speaking to you guys. <laughs> I really shouldn't. There's, there's people in here who have done way more than I have, who, who have way better skills than I do. There's people in here that, that have achieved way more than me, but, but on paper, I shouldn't be here. Man, all the things that I've done, the things that I've fallen short of, I should not be standing here speaking to you guys about confidence. But God came and redeemed us. And it's my confidence that makes me able to stand up here and speak boldly to you guys about where we need to go, about the things that we need to do in our own life. Man, the, we have it written on the wall, for I know the plans and purposes I have for you. God has a plan for us. Man, he's given us each giftings, and, and those giftings, are, they're without reproach. God's never going to take those back. Why? Because he wants to use them to fulfill that plan that he has for you. Man, we talk to the youth all the time that, hey, God's got a plan for you. He wants you guys to win. The youth are fired up. Man, it's exciting to be able to sit down and say, okay, I want you guys to tell me what this confidence is doing in your life. And to listen to to the high schoolers sit there and tell us, hey, this is what confidence is doing. This is how it's lifting me up into new places. Hey, I'm able to take correction with confidence because I know God has placed leadership in my life. Wow. Wow. At 17, 16, 15, be able to say, Hey, I know God's placed leadership in my life and they're going to correct me and I'm going I'm to move forward in life. Dang. That's amazing. It really is because I was nowhere near that. <laughs> I want to look at a story about a guy whose confidence was in Jesus. And we're going to look at Matthew 14 through 30. And it's, it's, it's Peter. And it says, as soon as the meal was finished, they just finished spending time with God. They just finished feeding 5,000 people with a couple of loaves of bread and a few fish. And it says, as soon as the meal was finished, he insisted that the disciples get in the boat and go ahead onto the other side while he dismissed the people. With the crowd dispersed, he climbed to the mountain so he could be by himself and pray. He stayed there alone late into the night. Jesus staying late into the night, praying on the mountain by himself it says, meanwhile, the boat was far out to sea with the disciples on it. So there's all these disciples. They're on the boat going out to sea. And it says, the wind came up against them and they were battered by the waves. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. It says, they were scared out of their wits. A ghost, they said, crying out in terror. But Jesus was quick to comfort them. He said, courage, it's me. Don't be afraid. Peter suddenly bold said, master, if it's really you, call me to come to you on the water. He said, come ahead. Jumping out of the boat, Peter walked on the water to Jesus. I love this passage, especially when we're focused on confidence. Hey, you're out on the boat. They're out, and they're going across the water, and all of a sudden, the storm comes up. Okay, so now it's a sucky boat ride. Now there's people hurling over the side, and and nobody's happy, nobody's comfortable. And then on top of that, some ghost walks towards them on the water. You think about one of them's throwing up over the water, and they look up, and there's someone standing on the water staring at it's. It's awkward is what it is. It's weird. And, And it says they were scared out of their wits, which is pretty accurate. And Jesus said, courage, it's me, don't be afraid. I believe Jesus said, hey, where's your confidence? Hey, get your confidence up. It's me, Jesus. Hey, it's just me. And here's what I love, Peter Suddenly bold. Suddenly his confidence rose up. Oh, it's Jesus. My confidence is back. Hey God, if that's you, call me out. And it says, jumping out of the boat. David ran towards Goliath. He jumped out of the boat and towards the impossible. Man, hey, his confidence was up, and it says he walked on water. That's where I'm gonna end the story. Hey, his confidence was up. The storm he was he the storm was before he got on the water. He jumped out into the storm, and he walked on water. He heard Jesus say, hey, it's me. You can do this. And he jumps out, and he walks on water. Man, he, he wasn't living by what the circumstances said. He was living by his confidence. And he said, hey, I'm not going to live by, by sight, but I'm going to live by my confidence, and that's not going to determine what I do in my circumstance right now. Man, Peter jumped out of the boat. We gotta jump, guys. Hey, when the storm comes up, we gotta be jumping. We gotta be running towards our Goliath. We gotta be leaping into the, into the battle, to the trial. Because your confidence should be up. Your confidence is gonna get you there. The second thing I wanna talk about relationships. And it's, I'm gonna talk in Luke 5 17 through 19. And it says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea and as well from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying, carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him aside and inside to see Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. And it says, So they went to the rooftop and took off some tiles. They lowered the sick man on his mat down to the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith... Their confidence, Jesus said, young man, your sins are forgiven. I firmly believe that because of my confidence, because of, of my confidence in God, that people around me are going to be able to win in their battles. I believe that I'm, I need to surround myself with people who are confident in areas that I'm not so confident in. Why? Because their confidence can help me win in some battles. Man, it says that they couldn't, that, that the opposition came against them. They couldn't get any closer to Jesus. A lot of times, we quit right there. Man, I'm trying. Okay, well, <laughs> something's keeping me from Jesus. Some opposition in my life, something I've done, something something that I've, some sin I've committed is keeping me from getting closer to Jesus. But, man, they went the next step. They took the second mile. They said, no, we're going to get this guy to Jesus. And it doesn't give you any background on these, on these four guys. I, I like to think they were just strangers. And this guy said, hey, Jesus' is healing powers over there. Will you, will you take me? To see this Jesus. Man, I like to think of it as these four strangers pick up this paralyzed man and, and they did what they needed to do. Why? Because their confidence was higher than this guy's. And so together, they got this guy to Jesus. And, and God says, hey, because of your faith, because of your four confidence, because of where, because you know, hey, Jesus is here and his healing power is in this room, because of that, this guy's sins are forgiven. This guy is being, is being able to be restored. Man, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a call on you guys. Man, your confidence has to be up. Why? Because there's coworkers that you're working with who need, their, who need their lives to be restored. There's people you do life with every single day who are waiting for you to get some confidence so that their life can be put back together. So they can meet this Jesus who's healing powers everywhere, who's working on the inside of you. Our confidence has to be up. But we also have to surround ourselves with people who are confident. Man, the Bible says that, that my, God's strength is made perfect in, in our weakness. So the weaker we get, actually, the stronger we get. And I think about it. I, I think I can hook up with Austin here. Why? Because together, where I'm weak, his strength is going to be made perfect. Where I'm lacking in confidence, man, Austin's confidence is going to rise. Why? Because he's confident in areas that I'm not. And I'm confident in areas that he's not. So together, we're going to be able to take on anything. If our confidence is solely in God, and then we surround ourselves with each other, what can come against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? What does it matter what's against me? Why? Because God always causes me to be in triumph. God always causes me to work and, and, and to live in victory. God called us to life and life more abundantly, and you need to do that by surrounding yourself with people who are confident. Amen? I want to go back to Matthew fourteen thirty, and I want to finish the story of Peter. It says, when Peter was walking on the water, he walked on the water to Jesus. He says, but when he looked down at the waves churning beneath his feet, he lost his nerve and started to sink. He cried, Master, save me. Jesus didn't hesitate. He reached down and grabbed his hand. Then he said, faint-hearted, what got into you? I think about Peter. He jumped out during the storm, and then he looked down. One thing I like about Peter is he jumped even, he, his confidence was in God even before the storm. And then in the middle of the storm, he cried out to Jesus. Man, what, what a God that even in the middle of the storm, he's going to reach out and grab us. But, but I asked myself, I said, okay, there's 12 disciples that are on the boat. Peter jumps out because he hears God's voice. He says, hey, it's me. So Peter suddenly gets bold and he leaps into this. But where, where are the other 12? Where are the 11 at? What are they doing? And I'm thinking to myself, what, where is their confidence at? What could have happened? I asked myself, what could have happened if if the 11 guys, hey, they didn't even have to jump out of the boat, but what if they said, hey, Peter, look, you're doing it. Peter, keep going. Look, you're walking on water. What if they were lifting up Peter in that circumstance? What if? What if they had the confidence to say, hey, Peter, look, hey, don't focus on that. Keep your eyes on God. Look, you're doing it. Peter, keep walking. What could have happened? What should have happened? What should have happened is 12 guys, 13 guys should be running across the lake. Man, revival should have broke out. And what sucks is those 11 guys had to sit there the rest of their life and say, what if? What if my confidence would have been where Peter's was? What could have happened if, if I just would have lifted Peter up? What could have happened if my faith would have been Lifted up and boldly, suddenly I got bold like Peter's. What would have happened if I stepped out? Man, I think about the, the rest of their life. They have to think about that. Man, it, it, it's crazy because it says the two of them climbed back into the boat. The wind died down. The disciples in the boat, having watched the whole thing, worshiped Jesus saying, This is it. You're God's son for sure. After the opportunity, they got it. Man, after it all was said and done, they said, oh, you really are God. And it's crazy because today I was driving down the road and I saw a guy from high school and uh, he was older than me and and he got, he was in a car accident after high school and he was paralyzed from the waist down. I saw him in his front yard in his wheelchair and what's crazy is I, I'm driving down the road and I'm practicing, I, I, I'm practicing my sermon on confidence, and and I see this guy, and the thought comes in my head, hey, what if I uh, were to pull over and, and talk to him, and what's a bummer is I kept driving, and, and I, I got home, and I, I sat down, and I realized I just had a what if moment, And now for the rest of my life, I get to live with the what if I just would have stopped. And what if my confidence was where I said it was? What if I would have taken the time to say, you know what, Stephen, I know who God is in my life. And I know who God wants to be in his life. And what if I would have done my part to make sure that he could have at least met God? But now I get to walk through life saying, what if? I think that's where a lot of people stand. There's lots of what ifs in our life. What if I would have done this differently? What if I would have said this? What if? And I made a a declaration today and and I'm I'm never going to have another what if moment. Man, I want to make sure that every opportunity that God gives me, my confidence is there. That I can get out of my car and say, hey, this is who God is in my life, and this is who he wants to be in your life. And so I want to ask you today, if you're here, if you have those what-if moments, hey, what if God could have done this? Hey, what if, what if I would have stepped out of the boat? What if? And if you're here today, and you never want to have another what-if moment, <laughs> I just want you to stand. Psalms 112, 7 through 8 says, Happy is those whose God is Lord. But then it says, They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust in the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. I just want you to lift your hand. God, we love you and we serve you. God, we thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our life. God, we set our hope on you today. God, that we declare that we are going to remain confident no matter what the circumstance is. God, that we live our life by the confidence that we have in you and not by the sight of our circumstance. God, that from now on we run towards our Goliaths, we leap into our battles, and we we bolt out into the storm, God. Why? Because we know who you are and what you want to do in our life. God, I pray for every single person standing in this room, Father God, that their confidence would have, they'd have a suddenly confident moment. God, that leaving this room, they would never be the same again. God, we thank you. We give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. amen. Hey, give the Lord an amen.